I'm Jo Clark and thanks so much for joining me today. This is the Redefining Midlife podcast, a podcast designed for the 40 plus woman who is determined to challenge society's myths and beliefs around midlife. It's for the woman who is inspired and ready to define midlife her way. Join me each week as I chat to health and wellness experts for up-to-date information on how to live well, as well as some special conversations with incredible everyday women redefining what midlife can look like. Here's to making our next half of life even better than the first. It's so lovely to have you join me today. In this episode, I have the pleasure of introducing you to the wonderful Kathy Spaulding. Now, like all women, she wears many hats. Kathy is a Sunshine Coast-based businesswoman, a proud mum, glamorous grandma, or Gigi as she refers to herself, a loving wife, and a loyal friend. She lives a busy yet fulfilling life as a director of the empowering and well-known lingerie brand, Intimo. Kathy has been an integral part of Intimo from the very beginning. And during our episode, she'll share more about that and her passion for helping other women to feel good every day. Although nowadays she spends most of her time as a business mentor, mentoring and liaising with like-minded entrepreneurs from all over Australia and New Zealand, she still is an expert bra fitting specialist and to this day will help fit bras virtually or in her home studio. When she's not working, you'll find Kathy spending time with her family and her close friends, cruising around the waterways on her beloved boat, sipping red wine and indulging in good food. That sounds pretty good. I hope you enjoy our special chat. I'd like to welcome Kathy to our podcast today. And Kathy, I'm really looking forward to this interview. So thank you so much for saying that yes to this um, opportunity and we'll hear all about your life. Oh, thank you very much though for inviting me. And I am very much looking forward to having a conversation because I always enjoy your energy and um, our chats. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Ditto. Can you take us back in time or rewind a bit and, and tell us a bit what Kathy was like when she was a younger woman? So where did you grow up basically? And also what were your dreams when you were younger? Well, I grew up in Sydney and then my parents actually owned hotels. And so we were then moved on to a little town in the mid-north coast of New South Wales called Nambucca Heads. And um, I went to boarding school there. I found myself in boarding school because my parents did own hotels and I was unaware of why and how I ended up in boarding school, but it came about by apparently my mother telling me in my 30s that one day when I was a young teenager, I made a comment that this man who had walked into the bar was a very good-looking chap. Um, I I said something like, oh, he's hot or something. And the next minute I found myself enrolled in St Mary's boarding school in Grafton, never really understanding why, but apparently he was one of the biggest drug dealers and I had no idea so because I've always said what I thought my mother thought it was a good idea to ship me off so I ended up in boarding school um, which I thought I'd hate but I loved and I loved the fact that it had community which is really interesting because that's followed me the rest of my life um, community connection values and structure things that I'd probably live my life by. So it all worked out. It's a really interesting question around our dreams. I don't know whether it's become more a conversation that is had in today's world. Mm. So I'm born in 1968, so I'm 55 this year. I don't really remember ever having conversations like that. What are your dreams? Or For me, I was raised by you know a very middle-class family and my mother was a single mother for most of our life, which was very unusual um, in the 60s and 70s. And we were taught more the ethic of get on with it, get a job, work hard, da-da-da. We never sort of had a chance to sit and have a think about what are your dreams? What would you like to be? So my answer is I don't really remember having them. Well, then what, what profession did you imagine yourself moving into then? Yeah, okay. I thought I fancied myself a school teacher. I really, really wanted to be a school teacher, but by the time I finished school in grade 10, and obviously you had to go to 12 and do uni, I was a bit of a wild spirit and the thought of having to stay two more years when I thought, no, I just want to get out there into the world and let's get going, I said, no, thanks. So 
I went into all sorts of hob bob jobs, retail and hospitality and and then I went and did a business degree at a business college in Sydney. So I ended up um, assistant to the CEO of Matchbox Toys in Sydney in Ride and, and did that for a long time until I moved um, back to Nambuckets and met my husband and had four children there and then in 1993 moved to Queensland. Mm, well, you've had a busy few years. And how old were you when you got married and started a family? Um, so I was oh, so mature. It was such a great decision. I got married when I was 19. Of course, yes. <laughs> yes, I did because I knew everything. And I had my first child when I was a month off 22. And I then had four children by the time I was 29. And I was married for 23 years. And then I found that I had probably outgrown that relationship, which was um, great. I opened another space to where I then met the love of my life, whom I'm married to now, and um, and the rest has just been like a fairy tale, actually. And I think whenever we've had relationships and divorces and stuff, there's always good that comes of it and learnings that come. And um, I wouldn't be such a nice wife to my husband now, probably if I hadn't learned how I was a, not probably a great wife the first time. So <laughs> there's always learnings there, hey? I love that story, actually, Kathy. hearing about how it leaving your first marriage has given you a space for welcoming Kieran into your life. So that's really, really special that you found someone at this stage to you know, grow old with. How beautiful is that? Oh, it's absolute best, especially when it's so easy and not always the case for people with their second, because, you know, you've got to entwine families and children and set values that you've got and, and I think I'll keep him Joe. I'm glad that your Kieran is a keeper and one of the things that I often think about Kath and I don't know if you do as well like you married at 19 and had your family really young I married uh, at 28 and had my first baby in my early 30s so there's always the pros and the cons isn't there when you do something at a younger age like yourself now you've got all of those years where all of that caregiving, although you've got grandchildren now, you know, looking after your children has opened up some time and space for you perhaps to do more of what you want to do in that second half of your life. Whereas for many women and those who are choosing to have children older, they actually have their second half of life still filled with the the busyness mm. and the craziness of, of, you know, family life. So it's, it's really interesting. Are you happy that you've now got, you know, all of the, the, mothering of your own children behind you to look forward to Kathy and her oh, life in the second God, totally totally for me because my youngest is 25 in June and I now have three grandchildren under two it was interesting because I tried to talk Karen into a baby at 41 and just because I think I was more in love with the idea of having a baby together than really understanding what that really meant God, he had the brains where I had the hormones at that point. And, <laughs> and he said, absolutely freaking not. And I think, thank Christ, because 55, I would have a 12-year-old. And I just really feel for women because of their energy. Like, geez, you'd have to dig deep because menopause and, and all the things that go with an ageing body is tough. Like, it mm. is tough. And um, I couldn't. I Hats off to those ladies because... We're women and we're amazing and we can do anything that's put in front of us. And I love having grandbabies because when they first told me they were pregnant, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, hmm, okay. Oh, God, I'm not a grandmother. Um, and I sort of thought, jeez, oh, I don't know about this. But I cannot actually explain the love that I have for those three children. And it's different because you only have to love them. You don't have to discipline them. You don't have to do anything. You just love them and give them back. And when you're tired, you say, see ya. So it's really nice. So, yes, there's pros and cons. Of course there is. Would have I done it a bit different as an older woman? Yes. Did I make mistakes? Yes. But anyway, part of the learning, isn't it? Mm, like you said, you can give them back. So do you find yourself giving advice to your own children with regards to how they're bringing up their own or do you bite your tongue and just, um, you know, watch watch things unfold? Well, both. It's really interesting. My daughter is doing pretty much the same way I did it. 
but she's doing it with more education around what I later learned, which she is adopting beautifully, as in a real value of nutrition and um, and other beliefs that I have around medicine and Western medicine, probably. Um, and my daughter-in-law, because she is my daughter-in-law, I am also more mindful of not overstepping the mark that you can overstep with your daughter. So I could say anything to Kelsey, and if she didn't like it, she would, absolutely would. She's a very strong personality. Say, shut up, Mum, I'll do it my way. Um, but we would still never have a problem because it's that mother-daughter unconditional love you know um but we've also got to be you know respectful haven't we we do have to have it with a pause button to let them learn their own learnings because mm. i look back now and i wish at times well now now that you've got more mature eyes and you've experienced more of life you think gee i'd do things a bit differently if i had my children over again but mm. you you know you only know what you know at that point in time so you mm. do the best you can <laughs> And, and nothing comes with the manual. And, um, yeah, it's it's just an interesting point of time, I would, I'd imagine, as a grandmother to look and, and, and reflect too because that would give you plenty of opportunities where you'd be able to reflect back and think more about yeah. what it was like. You know, and I think also it's everyone's circumstances are different. So if I just use my daughter's example, she's lucky. She's got a husband who works really hard he has a really good job and so she's had the ability to stay home for the last 18 months to be a mum whereas I was married to a person who wasn't like that Mm. and so I had to go back to work when they were six weeks old and so everyone's story is different and so then their ability to be different mothers is different because of that and you just don't know what you don't know until you know it yeah but I do say to Kelsey a lot, be very grateful of this opportunity because so many women just don't have that opportunity. They've got to go back and they've got to bring money in. And then the association with guilt is mothering and working. Like we're so good at self-guilt. Hopefully we're better and better at self-love. That's right. I, I remember a friend of mine said when I had my <laughs> when I had my first baby and I'll take the baby out and fill it back up with guilt. Because you do, you just... <laughs> Oh, you find you find all, all sorts of things to beat yourself up over about for years, and you, oh, well, I suppose it never stops because you see a problem that your kids are having. You go, oh, you know, I could have stopped. Oh, did I create this. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's another hour oh. of therapy that poor child's got. Bloody hell! <laughs> and our parents never did that. Like my mother, no. the stuff up. So I had my mother would take no responsibility. She'd be like, oh no, whatever, harden up. Life's tough. You know, it's just generational it's very it's generational in how we react to things very much it it reminds me of that glennon doyle book i don't know if you've read it called untamed and she talks about that that every generation's got its own memo of how to parent and (laughs) that's it it it, you just wonder what it's going to be like by the time your grandchildren have have their own children what the memo will be that at that point in time god help them (laughs) okay you started talking about that you went back to work when your children were very young, like at, yeah. at a young age, I want you to talk about because I find this 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 whole story is is really fascinating about where you're working and how that came to be. So your current job is directing a company called Intimo, which is a well-known lingerie brand, and you were part of that company in the very early days as it was starting to develop. Can you tell the story about how that whole brand started? Because it's one of my favourite stories you were you were relaying to me the other day. Sure, absolutely. Well, the beginning of Intimo as such came from the most beautiful woman who had a soul like I I feel like she was an angel on earth and her name was Sue White. So Sue White had a very, very small stature. She was like a size eight in, in body and like a size, I think they said back then it was double E, G, F, G, you know. Mm. It was, she had a massive breast. And um, back in the day, you couldn't buy bras like that in Australia. And so she was constantly, you know, sourcing bras from England and the US and but for her to be able to wear a bra. And they were all in the day quite ugly, big grandma bras, and she was a very much a very fashion-driven woman. And um, so it came about that she thought, well, if you can't do it, if you can't get it, I'll just do it for myself. So the whole version of Intimo was created and she, yeah, there was a few of us. We all started off with little hat boxes of product. And the brand was born way back then, which was in 1995, I think it was. Um, and during the process, 
you know, obviously we've become an Australasian brand with a massive following and all of that. But, you know, the journey with her, which I'd love just to tap on for a second, is one of giving back because Sue White was an incredible woman. Unfortunately, she passed 13 years ago of motor neuron disease, which which was tragic, um, such a loss to the world. But in the incorporation of this business, which is what I love about it to this day, it's all about still giving back to women. And Sue helped organise domestic violence shelters. We still give our products to um, those in need in that organisation, care products. So every time there's a flood or, you know, something we put, the company, we put together things and we give women. And then Uplift Fiji was another thing which I love being involved in, which was taking bras to women in villages. And when we went to Fiji, the funniest story was, well, the heartfelt story, and I'll be quick, was they have a beautiful Christian belief over there and they all go to church on a Sunday well, the women over there would usually share one bra to three or four women. And so the woman could only go to church once every three or four weeks to use the bra. Oh, wow. Because they wouldn't go to church without support because they're, you know, generally heavy-breasted women. So when we went there and we fitted them up and we ended up giving everyone a bra in the village, the most exciting thing for these women were that they could all go to church every Sunday because they had a well-fitting bra. So... I love all the things along this journey that we have done to to make women's lives better. And that's all come from the heart and the soul of the woman who created this company in the first place. Oh, and can, did you ever imagine that you would and the company would be moving as and, and becoming as big as what it has? Was that ever in your in, in the dreams? Yeah, well, Sue says to me when she came into the business, one, it started with that. But what she wanted to do, her vision was to help every woman have the ability to earn an income of their own um, and to be self-made. So it's, as the years went by, that's what her vision was, to be able to have every woman to have the right to be, you know, successful, work when they want, be a mother, have every facet of their life covered. And in the day when we started, it was party plan. How it first started was way back then. I know it's not now, but that's how it was. And and it was for a long time. And it was, it was, you know, a great opportunity for one, the customer, but but the consultant could build a very big business and still be able to tick off all those other aspects of their life. So Sue's vision was about empowering women, really. So she was well enough at the time, Kathy, that she was able to see exactly where her company was heading before she passed away? Yes, definitely. She only passed away 13 years ago and she could. And Sue was an amazing, heartfelt woman, but she wasn't so great at business as in the financial positioning of businesses and keeping everything afloat like that. And so that was, you know, at some point during her journey not going so well. And she ended up bringing in two partners that were from Deloitte Accountants and they are very good with money and very good with business. So well and truly before she passed, she could see that it was in a financially very secure position due to the fact that David and Kel knew what they were doing in that arena and she knew what she was doing in the other arena. So it was a good partnership, yeah. Mm, and what do you love most about the job that you do? What is it that really lights you up? I love when a woman comes into me, whether it be on a Zoom screen or whether it come into my studio on the Sunshine Coast, when they often come in feeling or saying, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed, my bra's terrible. But when I see them walk out the door, I had a lady last week and she just gave me goosebumps. And she, I swear, she was, she came in five foot and left five foot four. And she just, you can see people's posture and you can see people's, um, in a light, light up and their confidence and their, I love that. I love helping people see, you know, people say, oh, I can't wear that. Don't put that on me. Ah, ah. And I say, oh, shush, put that on. And then they put it on and they go, oh, my God, I, I. And you watch women hesitate to actually say, I look great in that. Or I'll finish their, their sentence because you can see them pause. And I say, you look amazing, don't you? And they, you know, they kind of go, yeah, actually. And I go, yeah, and let's. I love that. I love making people feel good. Um, that is the best thing I do. And then I will walk out of the studio and sometimes my husband's home and he'll say, oh, my God, I can just see that you're as 
elevated as she is? And I said, yeah, because, you know, women are just, they don't realise how beautiful they are in whatever size, shape they are. Everyone has their own unique style, don't they? So that is what I love the best. That's, That's really special. I heard you say a number of times when we've met together how much you love women, as in, oh, God, they're just amazing. Women are incredible. And I'm the same. I just love how um, strong and tenacious women can be and are. I'm fascinated by their stories and, you know, their backgrounds and how they've overcome so much um, over their lives. What is it that you love about women? Well, I would say, you know, the older I get, the more stories I hear. And, you know, how I got into Intimate was through, a you know, a story that, that was the toughest time in, in my life and how I got into it. And sometimes it comes up and then other people, when you're open to sharing a story, often other people will be open to sharing their story because you've shown your own vulnerability, which then allows others to show theirs. And the stories that I've heard through other women as well, what we've been through, what we've overcome, how we don't just go, oh, poor me, and we just try to find the good in it. Empathy. I, I love watching other people have empathy for others. Um, and, and then there's the other side of women who don't have that, who don't have always have the strength and don't have the – and so I love that I can show them that and help them with that. So I don't know. I think I love so many different aspects about women I can't probably just put it down, but – I find my interaction with a lot of girls over 25 years, 99.5% of them have been great. And even if I've had sometimes some women who are challenging in their energy, in their attitude, in their whatever, I feel like one of my gifts is to break down why that person's being not so pleasant. And it's always something. You know, there's always something that if you can connect with the person and find out why they're being maybe not so kind or not so easy or whingy or whatever, once they let it go and they're open to what the real problem is, it's never about you or the bra, you know. But, you know, in that moment you've been able to give something to someone. So it's probably a long answer, Joe, but that's probably. No, but it's, it's an important answer too, I think, though, Cathy, because, you know, you, you sometimes have to wonder and put yourself into their shoes. What happened to that person? What was it to make them be like that or feel like that on that particular yeah. day? Or if that's who they are most of the time, what has caused that? Because, you know, most humans aren't like that. So there's often a reason that's that they're like it. Mm. And I don't feel like anyone wants to be like it. I go every Saturday to the farmer's market to get all my stuff. Everyone's beautiful and friendly and polite. And it's just a beautiful energy. Anyway, I was getting a shake. And I was trying to, like, our juice. So there's a great big line for the juice. And you would just say, walking through the line, excuse me. And everyone says, yeah, step back and you walk through. Right? No problem. Last Saturday, I did exactly that. Excuse me. Anyone who knows me, I'll never be rude or pushy. It's just not my personality. So I said to this lady, excuse me. And I had my trolley. And she goes, well, actually, you could walk around. Oh, and I, yeah, I was really taken aback. And I was like, oh, wow. I think I said, wow. And I said, well, I'm sorry. We, I, I'm just going to walk through because the line goes on forever. And we always do this. Are you, are you new to the coast? Because we don't speak to each other like this at, at this market. And I would never intentionally be rude, but are you just having a really bad day? And she sort of looked at me like, are you crazy? And I said, do you need a hug? Because I'm sure you don't want to be cranky like that. It's not, I'm not doing any, I'm just walking through. Just. And she, a lady in front of her and behind her, both burst out laughing. And then I said, yeah, let's just make a joke of it and make it light. I'm sure you've had a ref- moment of reflection and you realise that that was just, you know, uncalled for but you have a lovely day I hope you have a really good day and then I ran into her at the end of the market and she had a big smile on her face and she goes sorry and I said that's okay none of us want to be cranky sometimes we just have to self-check so I don't know I feel like sometimes you just got to hold a mirror up 
you know, not an aggressive way. If half the world stopped their aggression and just paused and thought, well, what's going on for that person to react like that, we would live in a better world. Mm. Indeed. And, and that this sort of brings me on to my next question I had. Is that the company Intimo that, that you're a part of has a sole mission to make women feel good every day. Why is that so important? Well, every because if you feel good and you feel strong and you feel comfortable and you feel confident, you can you can get through all the stuff like a cranky woman at the market or a cranky husband, or putting up with kids, or, you know, whatever it is, it, you feel better. You're going to feel better with an underpants sitting nicely and not going up your bottom when you have to do things than if you didn't. If you have a bra digging in that you feel uncomfortable, if you have clothing that is gives you an elevated look that, you know, gives you a long line and is flattering, you know, if you've got to go to a job interview and you've got the right support brief on, if you you know, there's so many things, but if you are feeling empowered in your own body, you are going to be empowered in your presence. Yeah, the ripple effect of that energy is contagious, isn't it? It just keeps on giving and giving and giving. Oh. And you don't know who needs that right at the end of that wave. That of, of yes, energy. totally. And the other thing is I find, which is really interesting, how many women come to you and they, they look in their cupboard every day and they think, and there's a cupboard full of clothes, and they think, I've got nothing to wear. So what I try to do is I try to make capsule of clothing wardrobes and underwear wardrobes that they don't really have to think. Like today I've got on the essential pants, which I know you've got a pair of, and I've got it on with a blouse and a nice loafer. So I could do anything in this. I could do a podcast. <laughs> I could go to the shops. I could run a business meeting. You know, whatever it is, I can take it by changing a few things. So I try to show people how to have a wardrobe of maybe 10 pieces that will work for every single aspect of their life. So look in the cupboard and say, yes, I've got 25 tops and I've got 55,000 dresses, but I've got nothing to wear because I don't know how to wear it. I don't know how to put it together. And then the other thing I feel like people are unaware of is their bra wardrobing. So they will think of a bra as, oh, yeah, I've got two T-shirt bras, so I'm done. So I say to people all the time, would you wear a stiletto to the gym? Would you wear a jogger to a ball? You wouldn't. So you have to have specific bras for specific reasons, whether it be a smooth line, a flat non-embossed lace, an active and non-wire, uh, uh, something that makes you feel pretty and sexy. It's never about the man in your life. It's about you. It's not about other people. We just want to always work with our own energy and how we feel and that will come across. So I feel people are unaware until you teach them and then they go to their drawer of the morning and they know exactly what bra, what, what outfit, what brief, and they don't, it just makes their start of their day easy. They're not standing there in bewilderment, looking at their cupboard going, oh, God, you know? And people, once they get it, they do their seasonal checks and their six-month, or a year or two years, do I have to say? But that's the problem. Our bras and clothing last forever and um, you feel like you don't need it. But it's also a really important thing for people to invest in themselves for that hour every six months or because it's all about you, you know. So a good question would be, how did you feel when you were here having your session last week? Well, personally, Kath, I loved it and I love I loved the, the catch-ups that we have, but also the, the discussions that we have and then just trying on different things and realising that your shape does change. Like going through now, like when you just think of the course of a woman's life, how how much her breasts would change. But I thought once I had kids and once I got older, I wouldn't need to worry about it too much because it's not going to change. No. But it does. When you told me I'd gone up a cup size, I nearly fell over because I thought these little these little breasts are never going to be yes. <laughs> become a, a larger cup size. And lo and behold, they have. Yes. So for women to realise that, yes, your breasts do change and you need to be supported properly is really quite important. Yes. And you went up again. Oh, do you hear that, everybody? I went up again. So See, that means there might, must be something to be said for being perimenopausal, perhaps. That There's, means um... even more gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, more, gorgeous. more of me to love. That's right, Kath, more of me to love. Just more gorgeous <laughs> is all we need to say with that. And also to have nice knickers. 
Because how many times do you sometimes go to your, well, you won't, Kath, because you're you're in a different world and you have been for, for a long time. So I'll put my hand up and speak for those of us who might have an undie drawer that, that leaves a lot to be desired at times and does need to be refreshed. So having some nice knickers to go with a nice bra is, is pretty special. Oh, it is. And again, it's all about how it makes you feel. And I have to say, you looked stunning. I hope all your followers saw you on Instagram the other day in your beautiful new black dress for your anniversary because you looked beautiful. Thank you, darling. And I, I felt I felt very special and it probably would be something, I would, like you said earlier, that I would never have gone into a shop and gone, mm, I'll wear that because you think, ah, oh, you know, no, no, no. shapes changed a bit, and it's you know, yeah. it's not what I was when I. Well, we're not what we were when we were twenty. Get over it. No, but, but we're better. Still bloody great. Exactly. Exactly. We're better because we have Thank knowledge you. and mm. we have wisdom. We which do. Is sexy. I feel like those two things are way more sexy than anything else. Yeah. You know, confidence, wisdom, life skill, and I just pray that as women age, they are really, really onto that. They they acknowledge that. Yes. And I want to talk to you about that whole idea of how it makes you feel because I had a recent guest, Melinda Bagnardo. She's a fashion stylist and a friend of mine, and she helps women reclaim their confidence and their personal style. That's, you know, that's her jam. She had a, a fashion label as well. So getting down to your knickers and bras and wearing sexy lingerie is something that a lot of women really do struggle with. You know, especially as they get older and shape changes and, you know, personal circumstances change, they figure that you know, they, they can't wear it for themselves, they have to wear it for somebody else. What advice do you give to women who are feeling a bit like this? You know, anyone who's listening that's going, oh, I couldn't get into a pair of, you know, sexy knickers or sexy bra. Yeah, well, I suppose what I do, I listen to the person and if that's their story, that's their story. I, I don't get them to do anything they don't want to. But I feel like, first of all, you go for comfort. Secondly, you go for the look underneath because underwear is called underwear for a reason. You can spend $1,000 on a dress and if you've got terrible underwear on, you may as well not bother. You may as well buy a $29.95 dress from Kmart. So underwear has a very important presence in your outer clothing because of the shape that it will give you. And we'll have all seen a beautiful, glamorous, in a stunning dress and then she has a, a brief that's cutting into her sides and that's all you can see of that dress not the detail of the dress and that's why underwear is incredibly important to how you present yourself so first comfort second presentation and then third and fourth and fifth and we can go on about all the emotional connections with that but once a client comes to me and I just firstly want them to be comfortable, you know, comfortable with me, you've got to understand that people are feeling quite vulnerable in that position and I'm very aware of that. I mean, I'm a very full 14 slash 16 and I would want someone to make me feel safe in that environment. So I, I feel like I would guide the person to that when they were ready, but my first instinct would be to just get them their basic underwear if that's if that's what their presence was sorted first and when they felt really comfortable and they could see the value of having three two honey and one black and a basic a strapless a sports and some very good comfortable undies we could then visit the pretty the pretty range which then they'll understand that they feel empowered by that pretty set some people will never go pretty they're all basic and there's no right or wrong either way it's just you know, it's just getting the person to feel comfortable and confident, but they have to have well-fitting bras, which is more important because so many women will come to me and say, oh, no, I'm a 14C, I'm a 14C, I'm a 14C bra, and that's what I am. And I say, okay, well, that's fine. Let's let's just play a game of tape measure. And I'm not even going to tell you what the size is. Oh, my God, then no one is over the size that they say. And so then I put on the size that they measure at um, and they go, oh, my God, that's so comfortable. What size is that? And I say, don't even worry about it. All it means is I want your wire to be in line or behind your lymphatic gland. I want you to have no double bubble at the front of your breast. I don't want you to take your bra off and you have big indents. I don't want you to have lots of flesh over the back of your strap so that when you've got a fitted T-shirt on, that's all that's the focus. So I think we should throw size out the window. It's irrelevant. There's no uniformity in manufacturing in today's world anyway, so don't even worry about the size. Let's work on comfort 
and presence and how you look in something is way more important to me. That is my goal of every single person that they say, oh, my God, I can't even feel that bra on. Yeah, neither should you shouldn't feel that bra on. Great advice. Thank you, Kathy. And I hope all the ladies of, who are listening have taken that on board as well because, it yeah, get your, get your size checked because it get does change. It is checked. It's very important. The other thing that I am very, very, very passionate about is when you, um, hopefully I get to meet all you beautiful ladies and I can be of service to you. But what else is really important to me is the messaging that Inter stands for. And we stand for complete sustainability in our clothing and our manufacturing. So you can have presence of understanding where our bras are being made. The women who are working in that industry and in our environment are getting paid properly, are in good conditions, are using products that um, are sustainable for our planet. You know, so many things that I also am, would not align with unless I had that um, alignment with the company I was involved in. And furthermore, every single bra, when you purchase them, you'll also receive what's called our Fit Check. And our little Fit Check, uh, Breast Check, Health Check is a little card that I always say to a new client, please make sure you keep that, put that somewhere visual in your wardrobe or your um, bathroom. And on the first of every month, we all do it as an intimate community and there's the steps on how you do a correct breast check on your bust. So you lay down with your arm up and we show you on the card how to do a proper breast check. So there's a lot more to it um, that I know that I'm aligning with, not only a product that lasts and lasts and lasts, not only that you will have service and have me forever in your life because I'm very blessed that since I started 24 years ago, I still have the same client. So once people wear at our bras once and have been fitted they never go to another brand um, but you are also aligning with values of you know sustainability and breast health and teaching women how to self-check every month also to get teenagers into well fitting for mums who have got those age brackets of girls with developing breasts it's very important that we teach young girls the importance of self the importance of having different bras for different things, the importance of, I'm a little bit old-fashioned, I think, in this way because I say to, I've been doing so many teenage girls the last few weeks because it's school holidays. Explaining to them, they say, oh, I don't wear a bra. I say, oh, you know, I think it's really important under certain dresses in today's world that we still do have a bit of um, coverage, that, you know, we are a little bit modest. So I am sounding old now, I know, but... I just think it's really important to have these beautiful young women's, you know, covered up a little bit. I do. Sorry. <laughs> but I really do. And I'll be saying that to my granddaughters. You're not going out dressed like that. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, it, there's so much to it. And when you understand the whole vision and who we are, I think people will be like so many other women. Can't, you know, that's the only part they'll they'll do and it's great because even though COVID bought a lot of yucky it also bought a lot of good and um, I learned after being in the business for well, then 21 years how to completely fit virtually mm. so mm. wherever anybody is across Australasia now I fit them and all they need is a tape measure and an hour and and we'll become best friends by the end of the call and we'll have a laugh and you'll have everything organized shipped to your door and then you have another fit check the next week to make sure you love everything. And if any of the processes you haven't been happy with or the product, sorry, I do the exchange form, free postage. There is no stress and there is no worry because you have complete service, which is, I feel, something that the consumer in today's world is lacking and they want. And that that is something I drive to excel in. So, yeah, I love it all. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure that we we have those all those links to to you, Kathy, as well in in the show notes that we can add all of those details. People want to get in contact and have a virtual fitting if they can't get to see you face to face. Now, you and I met a couple of years ago at a fabulous women's health retreat at Guingana. Is health and wellness a priority for you right now? Absolutely, it is. It's it's probably. You know, when we're younger, we think we're going to be how we are forever. And then all of a sudden, we're not. And I was like, oh. Um, 
so two years ago, I had to have a hip replacement, which really was a shock. But all of a sudden, I could hardly get my shoes on. And I was like, what is happening here? Anyway, I was in constant pain and had the hip replacement and everything was great. And then in February, I fell over last year and slipped on a veranda and broke my back. And that was like, oh, my God, nothing I'd ever lived through. And then it has now got the other hip going. And I thought, well, okay. That was a challenge and maybe the universe broke my back to make me stop and there's a lesson and a learning, so let's go with that. So we went with that and we're a year on and this year I'm like, okay, I am taking control of me again. If you're at a point in your life where I think you're not happy with where you are on whatever level, you have to note it. You have to own it and you have to go, okay, what can I change? And um, so for me, I feel like my um, mobility is is not what it was. And at 55, that's ridiculous, I think. For me, for me, it's just my journey, maybe not for others, but for me, that is ridiculous. And so I thought, okay, that's I'm stopping. I'm getting balance in my life. I love making women feel good so much that I get addicted to that and I say yes to everyone. Can you do a Sunday morning? Yep, yep. Can you do me here? Yep, yep. And then I thought, Kathy, if, you, if you're not full in your own space you can't be anywhere near as good for others so this year joe i've just um started and i feel better already taking out things of my diet that i know i don't need being sugar alcohol wheat um and i already feel less inflamed i follow um you know i'm doing back to yoga and aqua aerobics and mindfulness meditations and whatever it is for you but we do get very sidetracked on giving to kids and I'll always say yes to grandbabies, whereas I've already said this week, I'm not doing it on this day and this day because I'm going to yoga and I'm going to. So if we don't have our wealth as we age is our health. And if we let that get a bit sidetracked, it will come back in tenfold because we don't bounce like we used to. Mm. Yeah, no longer are the days where you can kick it down the line a little bit. Like you've got to take start taking action now. Years ago you could and you'd you'd put it off and I'll get to it, but yeah, it has its consequences. And so that's, it does. that's exactly it? what I'm, you know, I, I love doing and empowering women is to you know to take control and yes. find out what is your recipe, what do you need to work on? Because like you said, we're all different. We are mm-hmm. all different. And so what you might need can be completely different to me, to the next person beside you. So it's really important. And taking action. You know, yes. one thing to say, we know what we should do, but bloody well, no one's going to do it for you. So you've got to take that action. And even if it's one step, one thing at a day, perfect. You've done it. You've taken something better than nothing at all. You know, I, and, and... I even wrote a contract to myself to make myself do it. Did so I you? Wrote, yeah, I did. I signed it a few days ago. I wrote it. It says, I, Catherine Louise, am committed to turning my dreams into reality and taking action on things that matter most and help me grow as a person. I will not waste this life. I have and I will make sure I give 100% of myself to fulfilling my, my potential and making the most of my life. Signed, Catherine Spaulding on the 10th of the 1st, 2023. I bloody love that. I hope you've got it somewhere visual so you can see I it. Have, good have. girl, well done. I love have. It. And then I, you know, wrote, wrote my intention for the year. So I think that um, we all get sidetracked and we all have pits and troughs, but it's all of that stuff it just will make you a better version of you. Mm. We want to be around. We want to be able to enjoy our grandchildren. We want to be able to do the travelling. We want to do all of the things and not have someone you know, help us tie our shoelaces up at the age of 70 because you know we're not flexible yeah. enough anymore. And- yes. And do you know the other thing that happens, Joe? I've got another really good girlfriend. Anyway, she's going to Europe this year and I, to, and I said, oh, that's exciting and blah, blah, blah. And she said to me and she looked at me and she goes, yeah, I feel a bit scared. And I said, what? And she goes, I just feel a little bit fearful of um, being that far away from home. And she's just turned 60 with, you know, a few things that are going on. And and, and I said to her, yeah, isn't it? Oh, I also feel like sometimes fear can come into things as we age because we lose our confidence. So I'm finding like dealing with women of like 45 plus seems to be lately. Um, a really interesting Right. And it really, we can take, take control of all of that, of our fear, of our self, of our 
mobility issues, of our weight, of our headspace, you know, just takes certainty and mindset, doesn't it? Well, I, this year is for me. I've told everyone, this is it. I'm going back. I was always about 70 kilos. I've got it blown out to a number we won't even say on a podcast, but that's okay. It's not even about the number. It's about how you feel. And if you feel sluggish and stiff and sore and you just, yeah, enough. That's right. And it's not all, I, I, I don't know about you, but I get over this whole anti-aging, you know, anti-aging this and that. I want pro-aging. I want to age well. I, I, I'm not anti-aging yes. at all. I'm pro-aging and to do it well and to, you know, again, find find what's going to work for you. Oh, I love that. I so agree. And I go and get my um, eyebrows waxed and the place where I go does um, all sorts of things. And I say, that's great. But if people want to do that, do whatever. There's no, mm. I don't feel like anyone has a place to judge anyone ever. Everyone does what they want to do is my philosophy. But they try to reject me with things in my, um, between my eyebrows. And I say, no. And they go, what? Kathy, you would look. And I go, no, because you know what is important to me? I want to age gracefully and well. And I want to teach my daughters and my two little granddaughters that the ageing process of a woman is normal and natural and you are beautiful at every age. I don't want us to feel like we have to still have our boobs up here when they're here. Mm. So girls who can't see me, high and then low. Um, I don't want everyone to feel like we don't get beautiful laughter lines. I, I feel really important as women we stand in our own energy and we realise what we're teaching others, you know, and we don't have to be anti-ageing. We need to be proud. And what a blessing it is to age because some people don't get that gift, do they? They don't. That's And that's the sad thing. A um, friend of friend of my son's, uh, school mum that we, we used to be a part of in that group, she sadly passed away just the other day and you go, she didn't have that privilege. I do. And I'm damn sure I'm not going to waste it on, on her behalf and any other woman who, who has lost their life far too early. Yep. So let's embrace the ageing process. You about bet. Anti- it's about girl power yes. and being excited that we're still, you know, hopefully on the planet till we're 100 and mm. beyond. Well, we're the first generation that has that possibility. So there's that whole thing of whether you want to, yeah, we might age, get to that age, but our health span, if if that means we're going to be spending 15 years of that longevity stuck in a bed or having someone wipe your backside or, you know, dress you or feed you, no, thank you. I'm not signing up to that. Me either. Me either. So we've got to do something about it. So what are you most looking forward to in the second half of life? You spoke really early on about, you know, how much fun this time is. What are you really, really looking forward to? Um, the things that really light me up really are my family. Like they are my my beginning and my end, really. Um, so what I most look forward to is my passions truly are business, my business because I know and I have seen the joy that I am able to bring to women and I, I never get sick of that. Um, my family. I'm finding as I get older, I used to have a massive friend um, network. I, I am finding I'm becoming a bit insular, a bit insular, and I'm just really happy with a few friends <laughs> and my family and my business. I'm looking forward to travel and having less less stress. Really, I, I think it's just hanging out with the family and my business, travel and and doing things with my husband and my kids. And I, it probably sounds a bit boring, doesn't it? But when I think of a holiday, I instantly used to think of, oh, my friends and let's go to my husband. And now I think, oh, would that be would that be nice to have with the grandkids and my children And because they're the people that light me up. And I just, on a, on a work process, I just really like hanging out with women and bringing whatever value I can to them, whether it's sometimes their friends, sometimes a counselling session, sometimes a bra fitting. And I feel that in women, we all should be that to each other. Yeah, well, you're a great role model for that, Cathy. So I thank you for, for doing that for others and for, for being there for when I've gone for my fitting as well. It's, it's very much appreciated. Now, before we wrap up, my love, yes. how can people get in contact with you if they want to have a fitting? What's the best way? 
Well, it's great that you're going to pop it in your notes as well, which is fabulous. And there's going to be a link that Joe puts up that goes directly to my calendar. Um, but you can also call me on 0403-129-756, the old-fashioned phone that we used to once, once use. Um, email address is kathyspalding28, the number, at gmail.com. Um, or on socials, you can find me as well, which is easy peasy, which is Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y underscore Spalding, S-P for Peter, A-U-L-D-I-N-G underscore. And um, those three methods are the you know most easy. And then you'll have your note underneath. But I will make you have the best time and I would love, love, love nothing more to be in service to you, girls. Excellent. And so our final question, Kath, if you could look into the future, what do you hope 80-year-old Kathy is going to say about current day Kathy? Oh, that's an easy one for me. I would hope that I'm saying I'm loving being a groovy granny and teaching my grandchildren everything that their parents don't want them to know with a bit of fun and attitude. I'm still loving that I'm running a massive Intimo business and helping women all across Australasia and hopefully globally by then. And I'm happy living life to my fullest, travelling with a new caravan and our boats and our house and our lifestyle and just making sure that wherever I go, I'm leaving a great energy lift to everyone, really. And just, you know, when you have a person in your life where you go into a room with them and you and you leave and you think, oh, Jesus, that wasn't fun. And then you go into a room with somebody and you go, oh, my God, I love her. That energy is like spilled all over me and I feel better. That is the 80-year-old Kathy I want to be, always making people feel good. Brilliant. Well, I want to bathe in that energy with 80-year-old Kathy too. I'm sure you will, Joe. You're a light, a beacon light yourself, girlfriend. So um, we'll just picture in the light, mate. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time today, Kathy. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening and sharing your time with me today. I'd love you to hit subscribe on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast app to keep spreading these empowering messages. Please share this podcast with other incredible midlife women in your world. Join me again next week for another redefining midlife conversation. Thanks again for tuning in.